welcome back to Catching Up David. Tonight is episode 28, Midsummer. Hello, Hallie. Hello, David. Hello, Kristen. Guten Tag. Oh, that's German. Oops. Hello. 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 I was going to do Kristen first this time, and then I didn't. Yeah. But... Yeah. Anyways, Midsummer. <laughs> it was written and directed by Ari Aster, who also wrote and directed Hereditary. And it stars Florence Pugh, Jack Rayner, William Jackson Harper, Will Poulter, and Wilhelm Blomgren. Also, it's a 2019 folk horror film. I usually do that part first, but I didn't this time. It was a co-production between the United States and Sweden after Aster was pitched with writing a slasher film set in Sweden by executives from a Swedish film company. Which I know was something Hallie was curious about, how the Swedes felt at this look about this look at their country, but they were behind it all along. Oh, plot twist. I heard that uh, they actually thought it was funny. To them, it was more of a dark comedy. That makes me feel good. I like that they view it that way. I'm happy for them. Yeah. The movie was a critical success, with critics especially praising Astor's direction and Pew's performance, and grossed $47 million off of its $9 million budget. Which, $9 million feels like a much smaller budget than I had anticipated. Like, if I had $9 million lying around, like maybe I should just make a beautiful folk horror movie. That's what you gotta do. It's the only use for it. Yeah. I wonder how much of that $9 million went into the sun arch and then the big yellow building. Just those Hopefully two things. not that much, because they set that building on fire. Spoilers! <laughs> In case it's been a while since you've seen it. <laughs> Midsummer is the story of Danny Arder, a psychology student with a terrible anthropology PhD candidate boyfriend named Christian. Danny's sister Terry asphyxiates herself and her parents, traumatizing Danny and making Christian stay in their relationship even though he is the worst and doesn't want to keep seeing her. When their friend Pelly invites Christian and their other awful friends Josh and Mark to Sweden to see a festival held by his ancestral commune, he jumps at the chance and doesn't tell Danny he's going until she finds out about the trip. Danny goes to the festival as well, where they take hallucinogens and old people throw themselves off a cliff and other outsider friends from London mysteriously go missing. A bear in a cage, some creepy wallpaper, and a really great giant flower dress for the May Queen. Midsummer. Seeing it for the first time, I sort of realized that Ari Aster has this thing about the human head, and that he just doesn't like them that much, I guess. <laughs> They're always being chopped off or smashed with mallets and stuff in his movies. He's just, like, really anti-heads. That said, as I noted to Hallie as we watched it, I bet this was a fun film to write. Just all of the weird cult rituals and practices to come up with and put into the movie. And I like that things aren't explained very thoroughly or at all in a lot of parts of the movie. We just get cuts, like, really fast between scenes, which leaves us either blanks to fill in on our own or leaves us feeling kind of uneasy because there are strange things that get left hanging in the air. Like, when, um, before the May Queen competition dance, the one cultist is giving a sermon or whatever about the the black one or the dark one or whatever, and how it chases after people, and that they have to dance to ward off that evil. 
And it really ratchets up like what the creepy cult is all about without telling us anything specific about their history or whatever. Or that um, when Pelly comforts Danny after the old people throw themselves off the cliff and tells her that he lost his parents too and they burned up in a fire. And like we never get the connection explicitly, but by the end, we sort of assume that they must have been sacrifices in the triangle-shaped house that gets set on fire as well. I forgot he said that. Yeah. And I am now making that connection because you made it for me. Yeah, that was a th- I. It didn't occur to me until like I was thinking about the movie several hours after seeing the movie because that's the kind of movie that it is, and I was like, oh yeah, that's really sad so yeah yeah it's not it wasn't like a scary movie exactly but it was like really deeply unsettling at parts and there are definitely times where something like could go in a scary direction and the movie amps up like that and that makes made me feel really nervous even if it didn't have the horror kind of payoff So I think the first thing I wanted to talk about is, like, would you classify this as a horror movie? And if not, like, what what is it? Uh, I mean, I think it could be classified as a horror movie. I think it's just, you know, like I said, it's a it's a folk horror. It's definitely a subcategory of horror, not checking all the boxes of the usual horror films, but I think it fits in there. It's it's unsettling enough and it has enough similar elements that, you know, it goes in. I like it. Yeah, it's supposed to make you feel horrified. Ergo, it's a horror movie. In kind of the same way I consider Black Swan a horror movie. Even if I would maybe classify it more as a psychological thriller. Like, it's in, it's in the genre enough that calling it a horror movie is accurate. Yeah. Ari Aster calls it, quote, a breakup movie in the clothes of a folk horror film. I appreciate that. It's a good breakup movie. I was, yeah, I was really fond of that, uh, of that aspect. I was, like, feeling dread until Florence Pugh smiled at the very end as he was burning in the yellow house, and I was like, wow, I feel, like, a thousand times better about the events of what just happened because she's smiling and she, like, doesn't do that at all the rest of the movie. Whether I should feel happy at the end is up for debate, but I feel like the movie allows an inappropriate glimpse of happiness there at the end, and I really appreciate that it does that for me. Yeah. I guess, like, setting your stupid boyfriend on fire is kind of a breakup. Kind of. pretty, like, permanent. Like, there's there's no, like, Ross and Racheling that one back together. It's true. I only sort of know what that means. They should have been playing... They should have been playing Taylor Swift's We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together in the background of that. The very pop song in the folksy Swedish movie. American fake Swedish movie. I'm sorry, David, do you... It would have fit. I mean, it would have. They played a rock song during the credits, and I liked that. David, did you just say you didn't get the Ross and Racheling? I only sort of know what that means. Like, it, it's from it's from Friends, oh, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought you didn't get... No, it's from Seinfeld. Part. No, I know enough about, I know enough about it that I, I, I got the TV show right, but I didn't really watch a lot of Friends. You don't have to. Yeah, the music. It had a really good soundtrack. I liked the soundtrack a lot. Uh, I liked the music at the beginning, especially because it wasn't like, 
I don't know, it wasn't like scary in the sense of we're building up to a jump scare. It was just like always present and droning, which I feel like a lot of horror movies rely on as far as musical quality goes. Black Swan is like that too. But I don't know, when they were uh, taking her sister and her parents out of the house, it was just like sad and depressive and really effective. Yeah. Yeah. I liked, I liked it pretty much all the way throughout. It had, I don't know. It had sort of a, there's a genre called like folk metal where they like sometimes like ramp it up and there's like distorted guitars and stuff, but it's, it's like this kind of music without the guitar part. So it's this music. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what that is. I'm just going to cut all of that. <laughs> that wasn't useful. Complete. <laughs> that wasn't Complete useful... sidebar. Well, not complete sidebar. It's related. But when you said folk metal, my first thought was like, I bet they sell t-shirts that say put the pedal to the folk and metal. <laughs> Let me Google it. Let me Google I, uh, it. I bet put, they don't, but that would your... be good. They're usually like really serious and like. I don't know like it's it's music for like pagan rituals and stuff sort of like this (laughs) which is why they have their joy in their t-shirts because the music itself is much more serious so then they have some fun I have not found that t-shirt but you could make one we could brand it catching up David (laughs) pedal to the fucking metal (laughs) (laughs) yeah that would that would (laughs) <laughs> we the could man, sell that to like a dozen people that listen to, to this. <laughs> That'll be the side hustle that pays off my student debt. Yeah. Kristen, how did you do with all the head stuff? We were wondering about that. Um, it was fine. I didn't look mostly because I, I don't. Well, I don't like seeing the moment of impact in those things, and some movies show it and some don't, and I never know what it's going to be, so I just play it safe and I don't look. And then I didn't like that the guy was still alive. That, that I think that unsettled me more than anything else, because at least, you know, they're going to, like, bash his head in, and you can argue, like, they're putting him out of his misery, but I wish that they didn't have to. I wish he had just been dead. That would have been nice. Yeah. Um... So, I don't know, I'd, it's not quite my jam, but I didn't hate it as an element, because apparently, I read, like, the IMDb trivia for this movie, and yeah, apparently Ari Aster, that's his name, yeah. right? He loves just, like, weird, you know, not treating heads well, and I thought, you know, it's nice that he has, like, a little, a little thing. I can't think of the word for it. He has sort of a, a signature, a little trademark for his movies. Not my brand, but okay. So, I don't know. It was fine. Yeah. It was effective as far as horror goes. Like, the fact that the impact was... I mean, I've never seen somebody jump off a cliff, so I don't know what the sound of impact would be. But it was quieter than I expected, but it felt like the realistic sound of, like, a mostly soft human body hitting a rocky outcrop. And I was like, wow, that's horrible. Uh, but like it, it, I was there to be unsettled and horrified because it's a horror movie. So I was like, "Yeah, good going, good going, Ari Aster." I th- I, th- sounds in movies are, if anything, t- 
to me, the the scariest part, and I'm not even talking, like, soundtrack and, you know, building up music or a score or anything. I literally mean, like, that sort of thing when you have never given much thought to how a human sounds when they hit a rock that hard from that height, and then suddenly you do think yeah. about it. Like, when I saw Zodiac, which I never finished, and he was, like, stabbing people, movie. all I could think was... God, this is the exact same sound as when you, like, stab a watermelon to cut it up. And I will never be able to think of that the same way ever again. Like Zodiac? Sound in movies is is creepy. Well, I, the hammer also made a squishy sound when they used it. Or, like, a really soft thump. Almost like you'd whacked in a pillow that was maybe a little bit tenser than normal. I don't know. It was it was effective, but I was just like, oh, that's what the hammer's for. Good, good foreshadowing movie. Yeah. Good, good, good on you. I bet that's a really fun job, being the, the Foley guy on a movie that has to come up with those sounds without actually, like, smashing somebody's head with a mallet. Foley artists are so cool. If... But... Foley artists, That's what they're called, right? it seems like Foley the most artists, yeah. fun job. Yeah. It seems like the coolest thing. Like, if I could just take, I don't know, a chunk of my money and put it towards, you know, a college-level class, and for a semester I get to learn about just weird niche things, I would absolutely and sign up for a Foley artist class. you more college debt, and you need to sell more t-shirts. I would probably come up with so many great new ideas while I work as a Foley artist that I would have a whole t-shirt that business. That could be so many... And it would just be paying for so everything. So many good sound-based ideas that could be translated visually to a t-shirt. <laughs> Put the pedal to the Foley metal! <laughs> it's, just, it's just that one idea, but spread out over, like, a line of t-shirts. Yeah. I'm going to get all the niche people, and that's all I need. <laughs> I, I want to see you undertake this practice. I want to see you put this on Etsy. Uh, okay. Yeah, along with our Birds or Mammals t-shirts. Yes, those. That's what the other thing was. I couldn't remember what our other branding was going to be. Your ideas aren't good, Kristen. Birds but are mammals. They might be bad enough that they sell on Etsy. <laughs> people will pay for bad ideas. They're so bad. It's yeah, good. exactly. I try. I succeed. You succeed. So, do you think Danny joins the cult at the end? Oh, definitely. Yes. Like, assuming that they gave her the choice to leave, which, like, I don't know. She's 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 the May Queen and a a witness to like multiple felonies. So, I think she's probably staying. But even if she wasn't staying, you think that she'd she'd join up with the cult? Well, I kept seeing all these things about, like, you know, how Danny eventually joins the cult and how, you know, seeing her, seeing the grass on her hands and then the the feet, when she looks at her feet and you can see the grass through it and then when she sits down in the chair and the leaves, like, respond to her and the crown has a flower that's breathing, those are all meant to be little signs of her becoming integrated with the culture Eventually ending with the fact that she is surrounded by flowers, like they've got her at that point. But I like that it's never explicitly said, like, hey, Danny, welcome as the 79th member of this Harga thing. Congrats. I like that, you know, you get to you get to guess, but she absolutely for sure joined the cult. Yeah, I don't know that it's, it's, it's out of her hands, 
both I think from a perspective of they won't let her not join the cult and from where do you psychologically go after that uh, I don't know if she's got the frame of mind anymore to want to leave yeah it's probably pretty hard to go back to your psychology department and finish your degree at that point I mean I think it's also definitely shown not even visually but in the fact that she's so interested in the culture and like sure Josh is too and sort of Christian who's just piggybacking on Josh's idea but that seems you know definitely more scholarly which is a very valid way to be interested in something but Danny's is like pure oh what's this what are you guys doing now you know drinking the thing and then they do the May or the May Queen dance and when they say that there are only eight of them left, you know, she gets all excited, like, oh my god, there are only eight of us, this is so cool. And she's having fun with it, like, despite all the weird things going on, and people going missing, and the fact that they saw two people jump, and no one else in the cult reacted, and she was going to leave, she stayed, and then from that point on, she was like, yeah, this is just kind of like the fun stuff that they do, and I get to learn about it. Maybe not quite that chipper sounding. But. I was happy for her because I saw her like smiling and enjoying the dance and was like, okay, a nice reprieve. Like after this is going to be bad, you winning is not a good thing. But at least the dancing itself is, is, is bringing you some joy. Yeah, I figured that she was probably going to get sacrificed as the May Queen. So I was a little bit pleased that she seems to have made it out alive yeah. at least regardless of anything else that may be going on with her. Like, they didn't put her in the in the shed and set her on fire. Yet. For now. We don't really know what happens to old May Queens, do we? No. There's just, like, that wall full of photos. Yeah, and everyone at age, what, like, 72 oh, dies. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. But it was, I mean, it was good that Danny was, you know... After her family died, she was really looking for family and community and people to surround herself with that don't suck. And that wasn't going very well. <laughs> like, the only person she really had was Christian, who didn't want to be with her anymore. So, you know, there is there is a plus side, I guess, to joining the cult, if that's what happens. There was, again, on IMDb trivia, there was a um, a parallel between how, you know, Pele talking about Christian is like, yeah, he's my friend, but, like, does he make you feel held? Or, like, does he hold you? Or something along those lines. And then after she sees Christian with uh, the girl whose name I cannot remember, and then she's crying, she has, like, seven or eight other girls around her, and they're all just, like, literally holding her and crying with her and being in this weird moment of grief mimicking, I don't even know what that is, but surrounded by people who are, you know, going through this with her and literally holding her as she goes through this big traumatic event. And, uh, yeah, that was another little, like, oh, she's for sure getting sucked in because when you don't have your family, even if it's weird, it probably, you know, feels nice that these people seem to care i did remark at that yeah. point in the movie that this is the most support she had gotten the entire film 
Yeah. But yeah. she had her one good friend who was on the phone with her at the beginning. Who was like, maybe Christian's not the right guy for you. If you feel like he's yeah. not into you. I don't know. I feel like the people in the cult aren't great. They're better than Christian and Co. But no. like, that's not a, it's not a high bar. I guess it's, it's fine. Speaking of Christian yeah. and Co., who did everyone get on the personality quiz? Oh uh, yeah, Kristen found Kristen found a midsummer personality quiz, which I was convinced wouldn't exist, so I didn't even bother looking for it. But midsummer was so popular. Why did you think it wouldn't exist? It didn't. It doesn't seem like the same sort of fan base that would also want to know which midsummer character they were. I don't know. Maybe there's some overlap. I really appreciate that the quiz uh, starts out with, if you get Christian, we're sorry. Yeah. That was a really nice touch. I was hoping that there would be a quiz, but it only tells people that they're Christian <laughs> and that they need to learn to be more emotionally available. <laughs> and you could just like secretly have... slip it to people and be like, hey, I took this really cool quiz on the internet. I got Danny. Who did you get? <laughs> <laughs> and maybe they would think about it. But I had my family members take the quiz, even though none of them watched the movie. And my mom got Christian. And the first line of his thing was, you are a dumb dumb. <laughs> like it was not it was not a favorable thing. It was fun. Nobody though. wants to be you. Pretty much. But anyway, I got Josh. Oh, so uh, the one who, you know, takes pictures of the book when he should not. And it doesn't go well. But, you know, out of the people I could have been, I'll take He's it. He's like a solid mid, mid-level. You know? Yeah. He's Josh, not Christian. I, yeah, I think Josh is, like, my favorite of the group of friends. Maybe maybe Pele is. But Josh, like... Pele jo- brought them there to be murdered, David. Relevant. Yeah, I mean, the bar is pretty low. It's not a great group of people. <laughs> I got Pele. Yeah, the first sentence is, you seem like such a nice person, but you definitely have ulterior motives. (laughs) Yeah, that that describes me pretty well. You'll never know what they are. I got Mark. (laughs) Who is probably my least favorite character in the movie. The worst result, except for Christian. Yeah. Mark sucks. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I wonder if Danny is even an option or if the quiz makers were like, everybody's going to want to be Danny. No, my, my friend got Danny. Oh, your friend won. Your friend won the quiz. I, I, I was going to tell her that, but then she texted me and was like, I'm doomed. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, I mean, of the options available, you really came out on top. So, yeah. Mark, Josh, and yeah. Pele. This is the first time we've all gotten a different Mark, result. Josh, and Pele. Congrats to us. Who knew it would yeah, be quite the change mid-summer. from our My Big Fat Greek Wedding yeah. things. Of us, though, Hallie's the only one who survives. That's true. That's true. I am the only yeah. one. Someone takes your skin, David, puts it on, and then uses it to murder me. Well, they don't use the skin, <laughs> but they're wearing it while it's they murder part of, me. It's part of the plan. It's part yeah. of the plan. 
I saw a thing that was like, in case you missed it, that guy was wearing Mark's skin. And I'm like, how <laughs> how could you miss that? What do you mean? <laughs> Did someone not make that connection? Yeah. It does look really weird. It took me a couple of seconds to be like, oh, that's Mark's skin. Yeah. I do like, though, that it's the only... It's it's the first semi-answer that we get. And even then, it still is very vague. Like, obviously, something horrible has happened to him. But, you know, before that, people were just going missing. And anytime you mention anything, this cult is like, oh, no, it's fine. This is our tradition. This is what we do. And that's the first time that you're like, okay, I am definitely suspecting that things did not work out well for them <laughs> everyone who's gone missing is probably definitely dead that's what that's what tipped you off that things weren't going well <laughs> when the guy shows up wearing no, mark's but face like, <laughs> no but like because before they just go missing and we don't see anyone be taken and we don't see like their bed being disturbed or blood anywhere we just think, huh, I don't think he would have left his fiance here. Something must be afoot. And then suddenly she's gone. And that one guy at the table is like, I can explain what happened. And, you know, we don't believe it. But it's too good. We don't have confirmation. Yeah. But this was the first time. Like, someone hits Josh on the head and he's bleeding and it's, it's not good. And then we see Mark's skin. So, but I think even before then, you could have argued, like, do they hold them prisoner? Are they going to do something? Like, there's a chance maybe he's alive, or the rest of them are alive and being, you know, kept somewhere. But no, they're being kept in death, except for poor Simon. That, did you see the thing where, um, apparently, he was probably alive when Christian found him. What? Yeah, he was he was still breathing. He was at least. Yeah. That's a thing that they do like while you're you're still alive. What do you alive. mean that's a thing that they do? Like obviously cuz he was still alive, but like that's horrible. Like wait, wait, wait. Everyone else's death was like, "Oh, bad." But his, "Oh." Yeah, he bad. had like like I wait, like I don't really understand the modality of his murder. I, he was strung up above some chickens, and his back was carved open. It's a spread it's eagle. It's a blood eagle. It's a red eagle. Blood eagle. There yeah, we go. it's a blood eagle. So I looked this up on Wikipedia. Okay. Because I didn't, I didn't look it up specifically, but it's it's linked from the Midsummer Wikipedia. Both the the old people throwing throwing themselves off the cliff and the blood eagle are like Nordic myths oh. about like. The, the first one, the, the old people, is, is called Atastupa or something, which is the name that they give to a bunch of cliffs in the Scandinavian region, where supposedly in prehistoric times, the elderly threw themselves, or I guess were thrown by other people, off of the cliffs into the sea when they couldn't support themselves anymore. It's something that was like written about in one of the Swedish sagas, but now a lot of researchers think is a myth. Okay. And then the blood eagle thing, where you, like, cut out somebody's ribs from their back and then pull their lungs through to make two wings, that's also something that 
was written about in the sagas and is like uh i think it's on the show vikings which i've never seen but i heard people talking about it there too but that's another thing that uh, there's still like some debate over like did this actually happen or was it like a literary invention or just a mistranslation like did they actually do this to people but in this movie the answer is yes (laughs) (laughs) so is it just for murder or is there like a symbolic aspect to it i think it's like i don't think it's just for murder because like there are so many easier ways to do that yeah like he was above a bunch of chickens and i was like oh they're gonna use him for chicken feed but that didn't the chickens couldn't get to him i was really confused during that scene i think they were just keeping him somewhere where he wouldn't be found okay and they, the chicken coop had, you know, good places to string someone up. I don't know why the chickens being under him made such an impression on me. He's a blood That's, chicken. He's a, it's a blood chicken. It's key to that scene One for thing, me, though. <laughs> One, I read, again, on the IMDb trivia, I freaking love looking at the trivia after a movie, but... Technically, this is before the movie, but then again, after the movie. But I saw a thing that said that Connie's murder was maybe slightly foreshadowed because apparently at some point she's shown with someone else by the water and then by how her body looks, she was drowned. And then, oh, who was the other? There was some, oh, and then someone else said that there was apparently a quote where someone said, like, where's Mark? And they said, I thought I saw him by the woods or something earlier. And apparently that was supposed to be the other person wearing Mark's skin. And so I kept waiting for those moments to, like, see if I could, you know, piece it together. Even when I, as a person who didn't know the plot, would not have. But I didn't, like, I don't remember that. Did that happen? And I blanked out? I don't think it happened well i mean i'm sure if i watched it again i would catch those lines but i didn't on this watch through and i don't remember but i was looking for it i I don't know didn't uh didn't the lady come over and be like mark come with me i will show you and then we never saw him again i'll show you yeah but so i thought that there would be a point between when she leads him away and when mark's skin is apparently worn (laughs) while murdering josh that there would be some sort of moment of someone being like, hey, where's Mark? And someone could be like, oh, I saw him over here. And I would go, I know, that wasn't him. That was someone else wearing him. But no, I don't I don't think that happened. Maybe it's like a director's cut thing. It could be. Maybe. There is like an almost three hour long director's cut of this movie. Really? Yowza. Which, I don't know, feels like a lot. I'm not sure how much more one would need it that this is... one felt like like with um when we watched lord of the rings i watched the cinematic version of the the final one where apparently Soromon is just cut out altogether and i was confused because i had expected him and then someone is just like oh yeah Soromon, we beat him and <laughs> he just never showed up but i i, I can't I can't imagine how much more you would put into this movie to make it three hours. I'd be know. interested to see, even though that is double the length of the ideal movie, 
and even though I thought Midsummer was quite long, I would be willing to sit through the longer version out of sheer curiosity. Yeah, if I watch it again, I will definitely seek out the director's cut. But I, uh, yeah, I don't know when when that's going to be. <laughs> That'll be a little while from now. Yeah, I'm going to give it at least a year. A yeah, little bit I... less time than Holy Motors, but like a year. <laughs> I like this. I did like this movie a lot. It's just, it is also a lot. And the scene with the the elders was horrible and I hated it. (laughs) And then like the jump cut later where it's just like the two of them with their faces all mashed as they get put on the grill. Oh yeah, that was, that was super fucking weird. Uh, That was super out of nowhere. Didn't take kindly to that. Yeah. But... I did like the movie a lot. I thought it was I thought it was pretty great. Did you? I can see why it's a cult classic because it's like an interesting horror movie. Yeah. Like it's got the sun going for it and it's got the eerie Swedish cult vibes. Good music, good art. Like I can see why this why this was so I was popular. underwhelmed. It's got Florence Pugh. Yeah. And and I don't know if that's because I kept hearing so many great things about Midsummer that I expected it to be like the best horror movie I've ever seen. I don't know, and and maybe knowing the plot beforehand because I looked it up months beforehand when I was going to watch it, but was like, no, this is from the same guy who had the movie with the beheadings. I have to make sure I'm not walking into a movie with a bunch of beheadings. So I looked up everything, and maybe that was detrimental because nothing was really a surprise and I just kept waiting for it to get to a moment where something happened. I don't know. But I I mean, it gets props for creativity and, you know, being different, a definite, like, left turn from typical horror movies. And I love Florence Pugh and I love Will Poulter. But I don't know. I was... Like, everything clicked. It all made sense. I didn't get a sense of payoff. And not even in a satisfactory, like, I, can oh, see that. That I should know that with like, a movie I... like this, I'm not going to get a sense of payoff. Like, I just didn't feel that. I can see that. Like, if I were wanting to have a scary movie night where I wanted to be afraid, I would maybe not go to Midsummer. If I wanted to have, like, an interesting, do you want to feel weird and full of dread movie night, then I would go to Midsummer. Like, I would still classify it as a horror movie, but I can see if you're looking for a classic I-want-to-see-murder-done movie, then it might not be the one for you. Like, I would rewatch it and not be afraid of it, is the thing. I would rewatch it as a movie and not a horror movie. Even though I argued for it being a horror movie earlier, I realize I am contradicting myself per my usual shenanigans. But I stand by it. I stand by my good opinion. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I think watching it again, it's probably... or Watching it again, or I, I guess reading about it beforehand and knowing all of the things that are going to happen, I can see not being that scared of it or that, like, having that sort of sense of dread that I sort of felt throughout the movie. Just... You know, some something would the the director is really good at like introducing an object and then showing you why the object was introduced like a lot later. 
or later in the scene at least like when the hammer shows up and they're showing all of the people standing in front of the cliff the hammer feels pretty ominous (laughs) but it wasn't until much later that we find out oh yeah that's (laughs) that's what that's for that's the mercy hammer for head squashing yeah no he does a good job with that and he he you know leaves a trail of bread of breadcrumbs that's fun to follow and again when you get the payoff at the end of oh that's why that's here it's good i i think maybe and even though i enjoyed the fact that we were in the dark for a long time about what exactly was happening i think part of me maybe wanted there to be more of a known sinister thing what because it's I don't know, not even that, like, we need Danny to oversee them killing someone, because that's no fun. I want the characters to still be like, what's going on? This place is weird. But I think I maybe wanted, before Josh, we, the audience, to see some sort of, like, Simon is walking somewhere, and then we see a person suddenly following behind him, and we're like, oh no, that's not good. But instead, Simon is just gone. And I think that's because we are supposed to be like the people in the movie and not really understand what's happening and be left out of it. But I don't know. I think maybe having that would have been helpful. It wasn't bad. I enjoyed the movie. But I don't... I was underwhelmed. And I can't see myself being in the mood to watch it again. I respect very few things about you, but I respect that opinion. Yeah, that's fair. I can see <laughs> never wanting to watch this again. <laughs> like, um... Just moving on with your life. Like with Holy Motors. Like, maybe <laughs> not everybody needs to go and rewatch that movie. But with Holy Motors, which I'm not going to rewatch, but <laughs> at least that had me being like, who benefits? But with this... I don't know. I thought it stirred a reaction. Holy okay. stirred the one. A the one little sense of payoff I got was yeah. At the end, when Danny smiles as Christian is being burned alive, I'm like, aw, he was a bad boyfriend, and she finally gets to feel better. Have you seen The Wicker Man, Kristen? I have not. I heard that these have very similar aspects, but I have not seen The Wicker Man, nor do I know much about it. Yeah, they're both. They both sort of have to do with uh, a, like, neo-pagan cult and some outsiders who wind up hanging out with them for a little while. A little bit of a a festival going on. Perhaps things don't go so well? There's Yeah, there's much more of, like, a Christian versus pagan sort of thing in Wicker Man. Or at least the original one. I've only seen the original. There was a... A remake with Nicolas Cage, I think, that oh, so you got memed about a lot because it was really Nicholas bad. Cage one. That's what uh, when you asked me if I had seen The Wicker Man, I assumed that was the one you were asking. Oh no, seen. yeah, no, I haven't seen that one either. But there's an original one from the '70s that has. Is it Christopher Lee? I think. I still haven't seen it, so I don't know. Yeah, but I think it's I think it's Christopher Lee is the. The one in the original Wicker Man. Yes, I was right. 
Thank you, Wikipedia. I get a point. No, you don't. Congratulations. No, you do. I'll allow it. Well, yeah, we'll allow David to get a point on catching up, David. Yes. Just this once. Yeah, never again. Like, this is... (laughs) This, this is, is my your one freebie. my one my one point that I can give to myself before the corruption gets too out of control. Can't let that happen. Yeah. Anyways, um, the Wicker Man. I recommend the original if you're into movies about pagan cults on small islands and/or countries. Sick. Okay. I'd consider. It. I'll I'll look into it. Maybe it will give me what this movie did not. Lots of pretty good music in that one as well. Uh, can we talk about the single most horrifying scene in Midsummer though, when she is asked to swallow a herring whole? <laughs> that was that was the worst. Yeah. That was the worst part of the whole movie for me, when they were just like, take it, oh yeah, blah, 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 good luck! And they were just like, ah, no. Here's a no. fish, down it goes. Yeah, they, no, they didn't really give so her... big. Yeah. Uh, mm. <laughs> yeah, they didn't really... They really, like, sprung it on her. They there wasn't really, much of a... They were very insistent. It got very close <laughs> to force-feeding, and that's... Uh, no. Just, just like, aggressively no. It's such a long... It's such a long fish. See, if anything, that was, like, one of... <laughs> That was one of the scenes that actually made them seem more normal to me because I just imagine, you know, you go any place and they're like, here, try try this weird, you know, very regional food that other people think is kind of gross, but like, give it a go. And people are like, no, 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 I can't. And they're like, yes, 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 you have to. It just seemed like that. And then, you know, when she didn't eat it and then she spit it out or it just fell to the ground or whatever. Everyone just sort of laughed. And I'm like, you guys are still weird. And you're you're definitely murdering. But, you know, you seem more normal now. There was nothing cultishly sinister about them being like, take this herring. That felt like a very Swedish thing. Swallow this herring whole. I just, (laughs) I just hated it. I just... I didn't I didn't like it. You know what I didn't like? What didn't you like, Kristen? Why did they have to kill the bear? That's not necessary. Yeah. I was you know, just going to ask you about that. Honestly, like, we got off light with that one because it was already dead. I mean, yes, oh, I'm I guess very happy it. that it was already dead, but like we saw it in the beginning and it looks so sad. Yeah. It's this big bear in a little tiny cage and someone's like, "What's the bear for?" and they're like, "It's a bear." Like, obviously, they're not going to show their hand. But, like, why is the bear got to be part of this? Why did you capture this sweet little bear and put it in a tiny cage and then kill it just to put Christian, of all people, inside right? of it? Like, like, why does Christian get the bear? He doesn't deserve it. <laughs> it's like, true. Somebody else, else Somebody like, else could have gone in the bear. Yeah, come on. Nobody should have gone in the bear. I mean, yeah, if nobody... I didn't like seeing them put him in the bear. That was that was also not just, a thing Hallie was fond of. I don't like movies where something happens to animals. At least we didn't see something happen to animals in this yeah. one, so it feels different. But I'm a big believer in... I, I don't know, I think it's just a cop-out if horror movies 
or any movie shows something bad happening to a kitten or a puppy or something as a form of foreshadowing that something bad is going to happen later, I'm like, man, do it to people who suck and maybe don't deserve it, but are definitely more deserving than this sweet, innocent little creature who's just hanging out. They don't deserve that. Sidebar, that's one of the reasons I like the movie Venom, because there were three different times that I was like, oh god, oh god, something's gonna happen to this animal, and nothing happens to the animal. I was so pleased. Good for Venom. But, uh, yeah, no, very, very displeased about the bear. I mean, I thought yeah. from the from the menu that we were going to watch them set the bear on fire in the moment, and they did, but it was like an already dead bear, so it was with Christian's face inside it, better. so it was like... It it was it wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it was gonna be, and I went in thinking, "Wow, David and Kristen both really like bears, so this this is gonna be, this is gonna be a rough watch for those two. Yeah, yeah. It an interesting bit of bear trivia, however, is that in April of this year, the uh, production company held a prop auction, and the bear head was sold for $4,700, which uh, they uh, raised money for the New York Fire Department. I mean, that's a good cause. Yay for the New York Fire Department. But who wants that in their home? That's weird. Would you rather have... And I don't like it. And the bear's head and life is worth more than $4,700. Would you rather, Hallie, have the mallet used to crush a cult member's skull? Because that was $10,000. Yes. Like, that could be used for other things. Also, the May Queen dress that Florence Pugh wore, 10,000 silk flowers, was wow. purchased by the Academy Museum of Motion Pictures for $65,000. That's a lot. Yeah. It is a lot. It's a nice dress, though. I heard that after this movie came out, Ariana Grande loved the movie so much that she used it as a theme for her birthday party. And all I could think was, if I was at that birthday party, no. Like, Did they swallow herring whole? I don't God. know, but there's like a whole... The, the entire movie is about this like murderous Swedish cult. And I'm like, listen, I know it's a birthday party, I'm probably fine, but... I do not want to go to a party where everyone acts like the murderous Swedish cult because I do not want to be one of the victims. Well, luckily you were not invited to Ariana Grande's birthday party. That's okay. Would you really, though, if Ariana Grande was like, hey, Kristen, I'm having this birthday party, would you really be like, well, what's the theme (laughs) <laughs> I, I need to know no, I mean... before I decide if I'm going to go to your go. Ariana Grande's birthday party. <laughs> I'd go, but like, I'm not, I'm I'm going to be on freaking high alert the entire time. I'm going to be looking for the fire exits. I'm going to be very skeptical of anything I eat or drink. Maybe not very, but I don't know. I feel like there's... There's there's some caution to be exercised. Months ago, like a year ago, Hallie and I, with our other co-worker, went to a play that, I believe she works there, but also her girlfriend works there. Uh, they were putting it on, and the play was about people who died in a theater watching a show. And I'm like, so we're going to go in a theater and watch a movie about how people died in a theater watching this show because it caught on fire. Like, I was very 
skeptical the entire time. I'm like, I don't know, something's gonna go wrong. It's it's too similar. I'm not gonna put myself into that. But you could have. I can. Made... I can see not trusting theater people ever, though. <laughs> Do you have a personal vendetta against theater people? <laughs> no, I mean theater people are are fine. That that was that was a joke. But I I did go to. I mean, I went to grad school for writing, and I knew a lot of theater people. And you know, they're. Uh, <laughs> you never know what they'll do for their art. Aren't they as bad as PhD students? That's very ominous. As we saw in Midsummer, they're the worst. Yeah. Yeah. I just appreciated they were all dicks about their thesis projects. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that the bad guys of the movie, for most of it, was like PhD anthropologists. Yeah, it just students. it was just funny to me. <laughs> Did Mark even have a thesis that he was studying, or was he just like, hey, I'm going along with my friends on this trip? No, yeah, he didn't even have a project. He was, like, going to go and try and figure it out and be inspired. Just the worst. I thought that's what Christian was doing, or were they both doing that? Oh, did you say Josh? I meant Christian. I No, I didn't say, maybe I said Josh, but I meant Mark. Mark, yeah, Mark doesn't have a project. Oh, yeah, Mark. I have no idea what Mark was doing. He was just Mark was just along for the ride. Will Poulter does such a good job of playing jerky characters. I love him. Like, at that point, I'm like, yeah, Mark sucked. But I was still like, no, don't skin Will Poulter. He doesn't deserve that. <laughs> so I was sad when Mark died. I mean, Mark deserved it. Yeah, I wasn't that sad about that death. Oh, uh, speaking of not being comfortable with food or drink given by strange Swedish murderous cults. What what was the pie thing? Was that actually the woman's pubic hair in the pie? Because that yeah. seemed like a really weird conclusion to jump to. No, didn't you see? Well, one, I mean, it definitely looked sketch, but remember in the beginning of the movie when they first got to, I don't know, is like compound even the right word? But they got to commune. the maybe compound, commune, and... um. So the person is showing Simon and Connie around, or I think they're leading them somewhere, and we see in reverse this uh, ah tapestry, I guess. is It's not quite a tapestry, but sure. And we see it in reverse, and it tells the story, basically, of exactly what this woman does to Christian, where oh. she wants to have a child, and so she takes a pubic hair and puts it in his food, and then she also takes some of her menstrual blood and puts it in his cup. So at some point we see that Christian's drink is a little bit darker than others, and that's why they had the close-up on it. And, yeah, that was exactly what she was doing. And then oh. she had sex with him because she was getting pregnant. I don't remember that tapestry-slash-woven picture, because I just thought the whole time it was, it was Simon and or Connie inside the pies. I thought it was a, sweet, a Sweeney Todd deal. I also thought it was a Swedish Todd deal. Uh, deal. No, that's not good. You're not (laughs) selling a shirt. We could put that on a t-shirt. No, no one will buy the shirt. (laughs) We can have a contest. Would you buy a shirt that says Sweetie Todd or a shirt that says put your pedal to the folk and metal? I'm going to (laughs) win. No, you're not. You only get to wear one and you have to wear it for the rest of your life. (laughs) Which one is it? But uh, no, I definitely thought that the people were for sure 
being put into the meat pies. Like, even looking up what happens in the movie, I was like, wow, that sucks. They're going to get eaten by everyone. And you know that cannibalism is one of the things I can't do. And I'm like, there was no warning for this. So I was pleased that, you know, they weren't put into the meat pies. So it was a step up for you. You Yeah. Well, this is better. This is much better. Yeah. No cannibalism. (laughs) I'll take it. All right. I'm glad we got that. I'm, I'm glad we got that sorted out. Yeah. Yeah. It did seem odd, though, that they just quickly were like, is that a pube? And I'm like, I don't know. I guess my first thought would be like, did a chicken feather get in there or something? I don't know. Everyone just was so quick to jump to it that it was honestly a moment that, like, took me out of the movie. I'd be like, ew, is that a hair in your food? Why did it jump so quickly to what it was? It's really impressive that he got the right pie. Out of all those little pies. They delivered it to him. Yeah, but st- like others. So <laughs> it's really pies. impressive how he sat there and they gave him the specific pie that he was it, meant to it, have. They were in like so many pies. <laughs> so it's really. It is maybe, impressive. Like, maybe I'm sure she has just, some sort of little mark. Maybe it was just like in all of a the pies. leaf in the corner. Maybe there was hair in all of but, the pies. Yeah, but then do they all like she just wants the hair for the for the guy who well, she you wants gotta, yeah, to have but, the baby? You know, so, you gotta like does that you mean can't take any chances to be a, ba- a baby daddy? Is that no? I don't, it was it's a good thing he got the right pie. <laughs> Is it? He didn't work for it. I know and it was it's not it's not clearly intended effort, but he got him. the right pie. I'm saying like good on. The cult. You're like, look at their catering system. They were able to remember yeah. that Christian like, makes this one pie. Well, there were so many people there. They're no, like, that's, yeah, that's legit. To the, that guy. Like, he's easy to tell apart, but there is still so many pies because there are still so many people there. That, that's like, like, um, this doesn't have to go in the episode, but that's like a year ago I went to a wedding and I obviously had the vegetarian dish. And when they brought out the meals, they went up to me specifically and they were like, are you the vegetarian? And I said, yes. And then they gave me my meal. But like, there there was no way that they could have known it because my little name card on the back had a V for vegetarian, but that was facing me. So I don't know. It honestly almost kind of seems like that. Like they just know like, Christian, are you the one who gets the weird hair pie? And, yeah, he is. Well, I would still give them a five for service. I mean, absolutely. (laughs) They did their best. They have to feed a lot of people. Oh, I saw a thing. I don't know. I don't know if I buy into this. But in the very beginning of the movie, like the very beginning, when we see her parents sleeping, quote unquote, and there's a picture frame next to the bed and it has Danny and her sister and apparently Danny has a flower crown on so it's definitely foreshadowing the rest of the movie but I saw a thing that it's like it says that it's maybe implied that Pele actually murdered Danny's sister and parents and that it wasn't just him being like, oh, wow, she's an orphan now, and she's the perfect candidate to join our cult and become the May Queen. But, like, possibly that he orchestrated it? I don't know if I buy into that, but how do you guys feel? D, 
do you think that's possible? I'm intrigued by it. I also don't think it really happened. I think the foreshadowing was just like, oh, look, she's wearing a flower crown, and then she does later. Ah. But I like, but I, I appreciate that that theory's out there. I like that it Pele exists. has ulterior motives, as you know, Hallie. Uh, yeah. So it's possible. It is. Pele and I are one. <laughs> so I know his, I know his heart. <laughs> Would you have murdered Danny's parents in order to make her the May Queen? I don't know. Depends on how much work it was. It feels like a lot of work. Yeah, like, it was a complicated ew. plan. Like, he has to find out this information about her family, know that her sister has this, like, bipolar disorder, kill them, send Danny the message that her sister sent as her sister. I don't know, it feels like a lot of work. I think Pele was definitely pulling some strings. He brought them all there. But I don't think he was pulling those strings. I agree. Um, With anybody else, like, I think... I know that she sees her dead sister's face once at some point. Maybe when she's... When the first time they take drugs... And then she sees her mom, maybe, in the crowd after she, maybe before she does the May Queen dance. I know that it it happens, like, once for mom and sister. But I kind of expected that to be a stronger thing. I don't know. I guess, like, that was an element of, like, classic horror that I thought could have been integrated more into it. Because horror movies are so good when they have, like, a specific protagonist who has specific tragedies and specific fears and you draw back on those things. So I thought our family was going to play a much larger role than just dying at the beginning and being the reason supposedly, that she and Christian stay together. Supposedly, I don't know if this is true, because this is from, you know, the same group of people who talked about there being foreshadowing with Connie and Mark, and I didn't see that. Maybe it's in the director's cut. But supposedly, um, at some point, it's definitely after she's been crowned the May Queen, but I don't know if it's when Christian is being killed or when she's sitting on the throne deciding, you know, to kill Christian or this random person. Um, apparently her sister, with the with the tube thing set up to her face, is oh. in the trees. Interesting. Yeah. I meant to I look for that one and I completely forgot. Rewatch to look for that one. Yeah, I didn't catch that. Yeah, I didn't catch that either. So it, it is mentioned on the Wikipedia as well after they uh, take their psychedelic mushrooms. And apparently, too, like the trees even start to make face shapes when they're taking some psychedelic thing. Again, it's after she's already May Queen. And I can't remember the time specifically that it happens. But yeah, apparently when, you know, everything's going kind of wonky and fuzzy and making it look like they're on drugs... Um, the shapes in the background even make sinister-looking faces. Hmm. All right. The movie was subtle on that one, because I didn't... Yeah. I didn't catch that. Yeah. Or maybe you're just blind. I wasn't wearing my glasses. That's embarrassing. So that's... Think of all the things you missed. Factor. I don't. I don't miss anything. You missed the faces in the trees. Thing in my life. 
He missed her sister in the trees. So did you. Um, no, I didn't. Vision and I you were, have and you were foresight. You knew those were coming and you still missed them. So Yeah, but I was focused on what's going on in the movie. Who's the real failure? Not me. It's still you. you. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the real I failure disagree. Christian. Yeah, we can yeah, Christian. The male version of your name. We can agree on that. That is oh no it is, darn it. <laughs> I was like, no, it's not. No, that definitely is. I was I was flabbergasted by how much I hated Christian right out of the gate. Good for Midsummer for making that be. I remember seeing memes when it came out of like people who went to the movie together as a couple and afterwards the men being like slightly afraid of their girlfriends. I believe it yeah. was all in good fun. But and I think I remember thinking like yeah, sure, he probably sucks, but does he suck that bad? Like, does he? Let's see. But no, he does, and he consistently he sucks. And anytime Danny says anything, he doesn't care, and he talks over her. And I like when she's like, that seems like something you would do. And he's like, what's that supposed to mean? Like, you know exactly what it's supposed right. to mean, Christian. Don't she's play dumb. calling you out. You don't like it. And she tries so hard, that whole movie, to be chill and cool and fun. Like, when she's like, I'd rather wait to do the drugs. Could you wait with me? And Mark is just being himself and being the worst. And then she's like, you know what? I'll just take them now. And Christian is like, you don't have to do it just because Mark is if he's pressuring you. She's like, no, no, he's not. And it's like, no, he is. You're just cool. And nobody else is. God. I hate all of them. I hate all those <laughs> boys. But like when Christian was just like, oh yeah, I'm going to Sweden or whatever. And she was like, oh, so you're going to Sweden? You, you didn't tell me. He was like, I said it would be cool. I was like, God, there are real men like that. There are real men. Yeah. <laughs> and he tried to argument. put it off as like, it wasn't decided. I didn't know for sure. And she's like, it's in two weeks. You have a plane ticket. Like, yeah, dude, he sucks. Like, he sucks. and he forgot her birthday. He did, and Pele reminded him, and then when he did the little cake, he was like, you didn't think I'd forgotten, did you? Like, again, making her feel like the bad guy. Even though, even though she's right. Yeah, and his excuse was, oh, I thought it was yesterday, which doesn't make it better, because... Because he didn't acknowledge it yesterday either. forgotten no. then, too. Like, Even I, his excuses suck. He sucks. He's, he's not good. I'm glad that he wound up in a bear. I'm not in the bear. He also, like, I didn't. I admittedly didn't get the thesis thing because I was like, well, if they're doing their thesis on two different aspects of the, of the, of the commune, that's fine, right? But I guess that's a big deal to be like, I'm going to do a tangentially similar thing to your thesis. I mean, it was a dick move because, like, his friend explicitly went to work on the thesis. So you wouldn't at all be, like, a little bit annoyed if I was like, yeah, David and I just started a um, new podcast that's about these friends who go on an adventure, and there are four of us, and one of them is a robot, and another one is an old person, and I play an actuary. So it's very exciting. You wouldn't at all be like, hey, Kristen, stop it. An actuary. 
Yeah. An actuary. Wouldn't you be like, huh, where'd you get that idea? Well, there's a key difference here, and it's that it's you and everything that you um, do Um, I just bad. came up with a great shirt idea, like, a half an hour ago. And then I came no. up with a better shirt idea, like, ten minutes My ago. My shirt will win. I did. It's gonna win. No, I mean, I kinda get it. Please We'll do. put a poll on the Twitter. We should put a poll on the Twitter. I didn't, I don't know, like, the thing is that, like, signing against Christian meant I had to side with Josh, and I didn't want to do that either. So I just was, like, mad at both of them. I didn't mind Josh too much, he was just rude. For having feelings. He was rude, and, like... Like, he wasn't inherently... What did he do? Evil or bad or anything, but, I mean, when uh, Danny comes up to the apartment, and she says hi, he just sits there in silence and doesn't acknowledge her. And, and then leaves. And all these other, like, yeah. he's nice in that, you know, he lets Danny have the sleeping pills or whatever, but he's very focused on his project and not a lot else. But, I mean, he's there for thesis research. So, I don't know. I'm more willing to cut him some slack than Mark or Christian. I guess so. I guess Mark wasn't the wrong. I don't know. Not Mark. Christian. Yeah, of of the friends, I think Josh is the one that I mind the least. A glowing review. Or maybe... Yeah, it's like Josh <laughs> and then Pele, and then... Uh, ranking Mark and Christian is so hard, because I, I don't like either of them. We see the most of Christian, and he's like... Like, Mark is obnoxious, but Christian is like actively... Yeah. bad to Danny. And I think that maybe makes I him the like worst. I feel like Mark sucks, yeah. but, but at least... Douche. I really don't like Mark, Mark sucks, either. Mark sucks, but at least if he has a problem, he's going to be upfront about it. Which, I don't like using that as an excuse, because there are always people who are like, I just tell it how it is. And they use that as a reason for being rude and mean. And so it's sort of like that, but at least he's being very clear about it. Christian is just constantly like, I hate him. Yeah. I, I mean, if Mark had a girlfriend, Mark would oh, be bad to sure. his girlfriend, too. I it's mean, just yeah. that he doesn't have one, and we don't see that. So Christian wins out in the competition of being the worst. Congratulations, Christian. So does everyone yeah. in their anthropology class or whatever just think that they went to Sweden and they were so in love with the culture that they decided to stay there and completely drop out of everything and lose contact with everyone. Like, there are people, like, these people have families, and does every, like, do you think everyone just thinks that they went to Sweden to see this midsummer festival, and then they loved it, so they decided to stay there forever? I guess... Yeah, that is, like, because surely these are not the first outsiders who have been brought for the sacrifice. So presumably there are worried families and loved ones who were like, my child was going to this area in Sweden. I am going to look in this there area There would definitely be a subreddit. For my missing child. Oh, yeah. For sure. Well, the cult would just tell them one of their patented foolproof lies yeah, and but they'd go and look I elsewhere. I would see right through it. Detectives. I'm the world's greatest no, detective. So I, I would <laughs> Their lies able... are so good. Like when 
when uh, Simon goes missing. And they're like, yeah, he just took a truck to the train station. He'll be back. Don't worry. Ironclad. Like, I'm, I'm not very good at telling when people lie to me, which I probably shouldn't admit on this podcast. But, like, I just sort of assume everybody is telling the truth. So I'm really gullible. And people people lie to me and i just like i don't realize it until later and i'm like how could you lie to me (laughs) in such a stupid obvious way but yeah even i could tell that that was not on the up and up yeah something was fishy yeah anyway is there anything else that we should talk about I think no, my good. one big thing was the herring. There's a, there's some murder. There's yeah, a weird sex scene. I didn't like there's that. Super weird that. sex scene. That was. I get that it's part of their culture and it's part of this specific ritual that this girl is doing. Which also, by the way, even more points against Christian because Pele was like, "Yeah, she just turned fifteen last year." So this girl is sixteen, and he's a grad student. So like minimum 23 but probably older okay, than that but like and he was like so, ugh, gross he was he i he was so drugged by that point though that i don't i don't know if no i mean that he was definitely interested in her before that oh yeah for sure like i feel like he would have ended up doing this even without the drugs, but the drug the drug aspect, aspect makes it more of a gray area. Yeah, but I believe that he eventually would have yeah. if they had stayed like four more days. But He's a dick. no, I get I get that that whole scene is part of their culture and their routine. But no, yeah, it's a hard pass on that one. Yeah, yeah, anti. Like, why does everyone else have to be anti naked that. too? My favorite, though, was when the woman started pushing him. Because, I don't know, that was, like, funny. I was like, aha, that's super weird. Yeah, it was. It was super weird. Yeah. I think, is is Maja, the the red-haired girl, is she the one that, like, wins this movie? She got everything she she wanted. Oh, my God, you're right. Now, good for Maja. Her plan went exactly according to shouldn't have, like shouldn't have drugged him but like the plan worked out i mean she's gonna have a baby she was very Plus, confident i wouldn't be surprised that. if like yeah. she still shouldn't have drugged him but i wouldn't be surprised if with how often they're taking all these drugs if that's just truly part of the ritual and he was supposed to have had that i don't know I don't think so, because I think they were specifically like if it, doing if it, it was... as a way of, like, lowering his guard so that he would just finally cheat on Danny. But maybe... They did explain to him that it was yeah. drugs, right? And then he reluctantly, yeah. like, took it. He tried to say no the one time, and then the lady was like, oh, you won't have a bad trip, and then just walked away. Yeah, he, he should have just pour poured it in the grass. In the grass. Like he should have. But Pele yeah. probably would have, like, reported that, oh, and then super... they would have snuck him drugs some other way. Probably. I was I was upset during that scene, not just because of the content, but because I wanted Christian to have a really bad time in that movie. 
I was really excited to see him die in a horrible way. But then that scene happened, and I was like, this wasn't on my list of bad things I want to happen to Christian. Like, eh. Yeah, you, just, you just wanted him, like, murdered in some in creative some, way. Yeah, like, Simon got murdered. Why couldn't he have been murdered like Simon? I don't know yeah. which one is worse. Yeah. Drugs just also unsettle me. I think that might be on my list of... Blood chicken. Blood chicken. Yeah. Like, the sense of the human body being disoriented is not a thing I am a fan. I am I am a fan of. Yeah. Yeah, don't, don't take hallucinogens. It's kind of a... It was a message <laughs> I got from this movie. <laughs> Nothing ever good seemed to come out of... Come after that happened. No. Also, Danny, like, when she first no. took the drugs and then ran off somewhere because she was upset and then she fell on the floor and then she was lying there and then when they found her in the morning they were like come on and they seemed so exasperated but none like she was like how long have i been here is it the next day and they're like yeah i guess so like she was missing all that time and she had just gotten there and we know christian sucks but she he he should have done the right thing which is to go look for his missing girlfriend who ran off into the woods like he clearly had sobered up from yesterday's like he clearly had sobered up at that point and took his time packing all of his camping and hiking stuff and then went and then was like danny let's go like what yeah and then from yesterday's perspective, what does what does that mean, Christian? Like, I know what the <laughs> words mean. But, oh, like, what a dick way to answer her very reasonable question. Like, yeah, do you think that you're deep? I, I just... Oh, mm. <laughs> yeah. Gotta no, he's in a... He's in a... He's in a grad program. He's in a grad mm. program. You get like that sometimes. He's traveling abroad, gonna discover his thesis. Yeah. Gonna steal it from his friend. I don't know okay. why I'm whispering. I'm just so tense about it. Yeah, the whispering was really <laughs> creepy. Please yeah. undo that. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I am become Pele. <laughs> yeah. Most of the people like that don't wind up getting stuffed in bears. They just graduate and live out in the world and are still like that so maybe they should take this as a warning and they're still like that i eat not yeah anyway are we ready for the next episode <laughs> yeah i'm ready for the next okay. episode okay great ramona and rebecca have recently moved into their dream house a cottage in the woods in rural england though as with every cottage in the woods they seem to have a problem with rodents Tiny holes start to appear in their bags of sugar and flour, and small bits of cheese and other produce keep disappearing from the counter when no one is looking. Then one day, Ramona opens a cupboard, and what does she discover but a group of small ladies, each wearing dresses made from scraps of fabric found around the house, trying to make off with one of her teacups. Ramona is horrified, but the ladies calm her down and apologize for all their little thefts they've committed. But guess what? I know this is the plot to the borrowers, but we're watching the little women instead. I really should have read that book by now. I know they're not tiny. Don't at me. I was going to ask you, little have women. you ever read the book? 
I really like I've never that read the to book. segue I... into it, you're like, instead of little women, I'm gonna say small ladies. That was a that's, good that was a good That's what they are. Petite females. They uh yeah, it's it's maybe a little bit shameful for an English major to have never read Little Women, but there are a lot of classics that I just don't know anything about. Like I never really studied anything pre like World War Two. So I have a lot of gaps in my literary knowledge. Just like my movie knowledge. Oh yeah. So hopefully this will fill in some holes on both your, fronts. Your I've heard it's really good. Escapades. New new little women. Little women. Little women. It'll be good. So that'll be for next week. And yeah, is there anything else that I'm forgetting about plugging? No, I think we're good. Great. All right. So goodbye, Kristen. Goodbye, David. Goodbye, Hallie. Goodbye. Goodbye, listeners.